Hey everyone, and welcome to the Random Wellness Podcast with Nicole Van Quatham. This podcast shares helpful tips, real stories, and honest conversations about holistic nutrition, natural living, movement, and everything in between to help you uplevel your health, life, and mindset. The goal of this podcast is to help individuals realize that with simple changes, they too can live a happier, healthier, and more balanced life. I'm your host, Nicole Van Quatham, holistic nutritionist and owner of Simply Nick Nutrition. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Random Wellness Podcast. My name is Nicole Van Quatham, your host, and I am so excited about today's topic. It's one of my favorite things to focus on in terms of nutrition and well-being, and that is energy. I think we all experience highs and lows in terms of energy throughout the day, but if you're someone that experiences a lot more lows, then maybe these tips may be helpful for you. And some of these things are just good to know in general, just for overall healthy eating and living. So I'm going to talk about natural ways to boost your energy because we want to avoid things, you know, like energy drinks and pills to keep our energy levels up throughout the day. So I'm going to start off with just my simple tips and then I'll get into a little bit more detail about each of them. So my first one is to drink more water. So many of us are perpetually dehydrated and you would not believe how many clients I have that one of the first things I recommend to them is to just drink more water. And within like a week's time, they can't believe how much the energy has increased from drinking that much water. Mind you, they're peeing a lot more, but they have a lot more energy throughout the day. And what a simple and you know, cost-effective way to help boost your energy. Another one is practice deep breathing. When you think about it, we're sitting at a desk all day or doing other things. We're not really focusing on our breath and we do a lot of shallow breathing. So it's important that we take time to deep breathe and focus on our breath. So simple things that you can do is when you're in your car, especially if you're stressed out and you're in traffic, just breathe in through your nose, hold it, and then breathe out through your mouth. And do that a few times until you start to feel a little bit more relaxed. This is something you can also do at your desk if you're worried that people are going to look at you funny when you're doing it. First of all, who cares? But if you do care, head on into the washroom and take a few deep breaths in there or on your lunch break. Do it in the morning when you wake up. Do it just really anytime throughout the day, especially if you're feeling a little bit stressed or anxious. And this is a good way to help, you know, energize yourself. Another key thing, which is going to sound silly to say, but is getting eight hours of sleep a night. I have people who complain to me that they don't have a lot of energy. And then I ask them how many hours they sleep each night. And they say, you know, four to five. Well, you might have just paid me some money to tell you to sleep more. Uh, But all kidding aside, sleep deprivation can lead to fatigue and tiredness throughout the day. Also brain fog and a lack of concentration. So a lot of people who are sleep deprived throughout the day kind of feel that, you know, heaviness and drowsiness, but not related to necessarily energy levels throughout the day. Sleep deprivation long term can impact your immune function can create poor digestive and hormonal health and so many other things. So it's really important that we focus on our sleep. If you're someone that has issues falling asleep, it could be something like insomnia, which I'm not going to touch on in this podcast, 
uh, that you know has its own specific recommendations, but it could be due to chronic stress, which a lot of us experience, hormone imbalances, which you may or may not know that you have, drinking too much caffeine, having a poor diet, one you know high in processed foods and carbohydrates, processed carbohydrates, not carbohydrates by themselves, uh, and drinking you know too much alcohol, among other things. But it's really important that we get those eight hours of sleep a night. One of the things you can do though to help promote more restful sleep is to focus on good sleep hygiene. Sleep hygiene, some simple practices include making your sh- making sure sorry your room is really dark, making sure it's cold, not like freezing cold, but just a little bit cooler, and making sure there's no distractions. So that means putting your cell phone away at night. Don't put it right beside you where you can hear it vibrate or ring or see the light go off even. It's just good if it's away from you so you're not tempted to look at it. That blue light can also, you know, mess up your circadian rhythm and make it harder for you to fall asleep. So that's just some simple tips that you can practice to promote better sleep. And then sleep in general can be improved by eating a whole foods diet, again, decreasing stimulants, decreasing stress and screen time, creating a good evening routine, um, creating a consistent sleep schedule, exercising, supplementation, which we can talk about, and so on. Other than sleeping, another thing that you might want to focus on is how much coffee or caffeine you're drinking throughout the day. I'm not going to sit here and tell you to never drink coffee again. Don't worry, I'm, I'm not evil. But if you are drinking too much caffeine or depending on what time you're drinking it during the day, it could impact your ability to fall asleep and could also decrease your energy throughout the day. So if you find that you cannot get through the day without coffee, then there might be some other underlying issues there. You also want to avoid drinking, you know, caffeinated teas and coffee in the afternoon just because it can disrupt sleep. Mind you, there are benefits to both caffeinated tea and coffee, typically because of their high antioxidant concentration. So again, just everything in moderation, but you kind of have to gauge it for yourself. Some people are also more sensitive to caffeine. So if you find that to you, then make sure you're limiting how much you consume. Um, Exercising regularly is key. One, because it can actually help promote your energy levels throughout the day, but it could also promote restful sleep. So it not only helps you stay awake during the day, but it helps you get a good sleep. So make sure that you're exercising regularly, but not to the point that you're causing distress to your body. Some people who work out too much or too intensely can drain their energy and feel really fatigued. So try to find that happy balance for yourself. Even just getting outside is another one and going for walks and just breathing in fresh air is another way to kind of invigorate yourself, especially if you're someone who's in an office where there's a lot of stagnant air. Just getting outside even for a few minutes and just taking a few breaths or going for a walk is a really great option. Another big one is managing stress, which Some stress is actually good for you, but a lot of us are chronically stressed because of just day-to-day life. You wake up, you know, you might be running late, 
Then you get into your car, you're dealing with traffic, parking, getting up to your office, opening your computer, you're inundated with emails, calls, things from your boss, your supervisor, trying to get things done for a deadline, driving back home in crazy traffic, trying to you know, eat dinner, and then basically just doing it all over again. You know, some of you might also have kids, so there's that added stress on top of that. So some things that you can do to manage stress, this is gonna look different for everyone, but again, sleep is really key for making sure that you're managing stress. But there's also some other practices that you can do to help calm yourself. This may or may not include drinking calming teas, um, creating that consistent sleep schedule, creating a morning and evening routine to help reduce that stress in the morning and at night. I always say your day starts in the evening. So make sure that you write out your to-do list and get out your gym clothes if that's something you do and your work clothes and pack your lunch the night before so your morning's a lot more seamless. So just little simple things you can do. Journaling, um, practicing gratitude, meditation are all things that are simple and cost-effective that can help you manage your stress. But again, I'm not going to tell you that you have to meditate every day and journal for five hours or whatever it may be. Just find something that works for you. You want to support digestive and hormonal health. I won't get into too much detail about this because I will be talking about hormonal health and digestive health on the podcast. But if you think that there is an imbalance and you might want to reach out to a healthcare practitioner to make sure that everything is balanced in order to help promote um, energy levels. Because if you have poor gut health and certain gut conditions, or your hormones are out of whack, then this can definitely impact your energy levels. You know, people with an underactive thyroid, for example, tend to experience a lot of fatigue, um, brain fog, fatigue, tiredness, again, really common symptoms for people who experience things like irritable bowel syndrome and leaky gut and candida. And kind of related to that is eating whole foods. So whole foods are so important if you're eating a lot of processed foods that are high in sugar and refined carbohydrates then you're going to experience that you know burst of energy but then also that crash foods that are high on the glycemic index just if you're interested in learning more just google glycemic index to see where foods fall on the scale um, but look at that and see where foods fall so you want to avoid foods that are high on the glycemic index because those are going to raise your blood sugar but they're also going to cause it to crash so you're going to not you're not going to maintain those good energy levels throughout the day and maintaining that healthy blood sugar level so ways that you can do that is creating well-balanced meals so making sure that you have adequate protein fat and complex carbohydrates at each meal just to make sure that it slows down digestion a little bit and doesn't create that spike in your blood sugar. Now, if those things, you're doing a lot of those things, but you just need a little bit of extra help, there could be some supplements that may be able to support you. I'm not going to say necessarily what they are because it would totally depend on the body system that is out of balance, whether it's your digestive system or your hormones, but definitely reach out to a healthcare practitioner if you think that you need a little bit of extra work done in order to support your energy levels. There's also things called adaptogens, which I kind of put under the supplement category as well that have been shown to help with energy levels. For example, ashwagandha, 
Um, there's quite a few others, but again, make sure that you reach out to a healthcare practitioner before taking any of these supplements and making sure that you're actually getting a good bang for your buck and not just taking things that you don't necessarily need. Um, maybe a good protein powder could be helpful and also getting blood work done. Again, someone can help direct you on which, what blood work you should get done, but if there's a imbalance with hormones, perhaps getting your reproductive hormones or your thyroid hormones um, checked, maybe getting certain vitamins and minerals checked, such as iron. You know, if you're low in iron, that could be affecting your energy levels as well. So again, really high level, drink more water, practice deep breathing, get lots of sleep, avoid too much caffeine, exercise regularly, get outside, find ways to manage, manage stress, support digestive and hormonal health and even nervous system health, eat whole foods while avoiding processed foods and foods high in sugar, and along with that, maintaining healthy blood sugar levels and considering supplementation if you think that more work needs to be done. So I hope that those key tips were helpful for you. If you have any questions about anything I said in today's podcast, then send me an email, which I'll leave in the description or head over to Instagram and send me a message there. I'd be more than happy to delve into more of these topics on the podcast, whether you know it's just supplements or just sleep. I'll also be having some more experts joining me that can speak to some of those in a little bit more details. Send me an email or send me a message via Instagram if you have any questions. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you could take the time to rate and review, that would be greatly appreciated. If you leave a review, then I will enter you into a draw and I will announce the winner next week. The winner will receive a copy of the Holistic Wellness Roadmap ebook that includes close to 200 pages in content and healthy recipes. But before you sign off, I want to ask if you've ever wanted to make changes to your health and wellness, but have felt overwhelmed or confused. Let's stop this overwhelm and make healthy eating, cooking, and living easier and more fun. Head over to simplynecknutrition.com and go to the freebies page to get started on your wellness journey. Thank you again for tuning in and I hope this episode provides value and that you are inspired to live a healthier, happier, and more balanced life.